Hi, it's Mark Weiss. We've compiled our five Business in the Time of Coronavirus podcasts into this special album for your ease in listening to and in re-listening to our thoughts for your success in this time of crisis and beyond. On this first track, we touch on the fact that sooner or later, this crisis will end. You can't allow yourself to be too busy, too occupied, too concerned with current events to devote time and effort to strategizing for your future. Here's part one. The crisis, especially as it's become politicized, raises a number of business issues and, quite frankly, business opportunities in regard to future disruptive events. We're going to look at four items, the first two of which are longer-term planning issues and the latter two of which are immediately actionable. For our first item, if you don't already have it, consider whether your next business insurance policy should contain tailored business interruption coverage. In general terms, business interruption insurance is tied to physical damage to the business's property. Some coverages apply to similar interruptions to a business's customers or suppliers' businesses. Most policies, therefore, turn on whether or not the damage is physical. It might, just might, be possible to assert a claim that coronavirus damage is physical, and it should certainly be investigated. So, too, should other potential claims. But there are policies that do cover interruptions due to communicable or infectious diseases and are not dependent upon physical damage. There's also freestanding communicable or infectious disease coverage. Think ahead to next time and, of course, check your current policy. Item 2. Should there be a crisis component for future hazardous duty working conditions? This is both an intra-group issue impacting your group's compensation plan and, importantly, a bargaining point in connection with exclusive contract negotiations, that is, in connection with coverage stipend support. There are analogous valuation issues in connection with governmental workers who are exposed to hazardous organisms during the course of their work. In other words, it's possible that a valuation analysis would support a hazardous duty multiplier provision, but it's never going to happen unless you push for it in the context of your next negotiation with the facility. Moving on to some immediately actionable issues. The third point is that I've noticed that some facilities are apparently using the current disruption to make dramatic shifts in contractual relationships. They signal they need to put strategic discussions on hold, yet appear to be internally speeding up the process, including terminating exclusive contracts and reevaluating stipends. It's a prime example of the strength of the OODA loop, a strategy tool devised by Colonel John Boyd, whom many widely consider to be the second most brilliant military strategist to have lived, second only to Sun Tzu, the author of The Art of War. Boyd was an Air Force fighter pilot at the beginning of his career. He quickly gained the nickname 42nd Boyd because he had a standing bet that in aerial combat training with a practice opponent, it would take him 40 seconds or less to outmaneuver the opponent, getting into position behind the opponent's tail to be able to shoot the opponent down. In the years that he flew fighters, he never lost one of those bets, 
As his career advanced, he began to see that the process that he used and developed in connection with aerial combat, observe, orient, decide, act, UDA for short, was directly applicable to military strategy in general. That same structure has direct applicability in business as well. To be complete, the loop is more than a simple progression. There are internal feedback loops within the larger loop. The power in the OODA loop comes from two sources, from the structure itself, that is, from the order of the process, observe, orient, decide, act, and second, as the most important variable, from the pace of cycling through the process. As Boyd proved, the faster you cycle, the more in control of your situation you become. And the opposite is also true. If you allow the, the hospital or any contracting opposite to get inside of your OODA loop, then you're shot down, dead, metaphorically speaking, of course, in the contracting context, but perhaps metaphorically speaking, just as finished off. That brings us to the fourth and final issue, one that is related to the prior point. Many of my clients are, of course, heavily impacted, some positively and some negatively by the coronavirus situation. But no matter which way the crisis has impacted your practice, it's not the time to be lulled into thinking that things, business things of any sort, are actually on hold. Sooner or later, this crisis will end. You can't lull yourself or even be too busy, too occupied, too concerned with current events to devote time and efforts to strategizing for your future. On this second track, we address a very common trap. Although it's necessary to find solutions to short-term problems, you can't expect short-term solutions to cure underlying long-term structural problems. Listen in to part two. Almost seven years ago, I wrote a short blog post that's particularly applicable during today's times of economic crisis caused by the coronavirus crisis. It's called, Are You Just Taping Up Problems? Let me read it to you, and then we're going to build on it from there. I was finally on the plane. The flight was already three hours late to take off. And then the flight attendant announced that one of the overhead luggage bins had a broken latch. The plane couldn't take off until it was fixed. A mechanic was called. About 15 minutes later, the mechanic boarded the plane. The overhead bin was emptied. He played around with the latch. Then he pulled out a form and began filling it in, and filling it in, and filling it in, for approximately 20 minutes. He then pulled out a roll of tape and taped the bin closed. That took about 10 seconds. He left. Are you simply taping up your medical group's problems? Quick and easy, that's fine, but destined not to last. If so, the tape is sure to come loose, causing the problem to bang right down again on your head with far greater consequences. The point, of course, of that short post is that there are no effective short-term solutions to long-term problems. Looking at this another way, a short-term solution might solve the immediate problem, but don't fool yourself into thinking that you've managed the issue for the long term, or even for the next time. It's like pulling weeds. The garden looks great for a few weeks until, what do you know, it's full of weeds again. 
For example, you may be having an immediate cash flow problem. And I'm not saying that doesn't need to be fixed. But what I am saying is that that fix is, in many instances, not a fix of the underlying issue that the business wasn't designed to bank money for weathering the storm, that the compensation plan or compensation structure wasn't designed to deal with any situation other than a complete pass-through, that the staffing model wasn't designed to permit changes in guaranteed work. Many groups suffer from other related long-term problems, issues in connection with governance, in which there is neither any effective governance system or the everyone is a partner problem, or the problem that results from the existence of a strong governance system on paper, but one which is depleted by a culture that requires consensus. Many groups, too, suffer from the defect that their existence is completely dependent upon one facility. As many of you have noticed, facilities have used the crisis to terminate agreements. How strong were those bonds, those lifelines, to the future of the group? Not very strong at all. Work to create and then preserve optionality, not just at the service site level, but at other levels as well. Crisis is also opportunity. Those that use crisis, and especially the downtime it's imposed, to strategize for the future will find new solutions and will position themselves to burst ahead at the other end of the tunnel. When others are afraid that the light is just another train headed toward them to flatten them. There's no short-term solution to a long-term problem. It's the tape on that overhead bin. This third track describes seven immediate steps that medical group leaders can take to help cure your group's economic crisis resulting from the coronavirus crisis. Here's part three. Here are a few suggestions that are immediately actionable. Number one, push to collect, collect, collect. You likely have significant AR that should have been collected. Get it collected now. If you're using a third-party billing service, become the squeaky wheel. Get them to take massive action now. Second, if you haven't already, check out CMS's new process for advancing Medicare payments. It's administered on the MAC level. Check out your MAC site. Third, apply for SBA loans, PPP program, EIDL, traditional ones, as well as for commercial loans if you need them. Do that now. Four, I'm working with clients to negotiate temporary financial support. There are various forms of support from hospitals. It raises the issues of rocking the boat with hospitals, so it's got to be considered carefully, very carefully, but it is something to consider. Five, there is some possibility, however slight, that if you have one, the group's general liability policy and or your group's management liability policy could provide coverage under business interruption or other provisions. Although it's a long shot, it pays to get creative and see if claims might be asserted. Six, obviously other groups are doing what lots of businesses, both inside and outside of healthcare are doing, which is reducing payments to owners, as well as to rank and file personnel, to in essence self-finance over the hump. Consider that for yourself. 
Seven, push for prepayments from commercial payers in the same manner as the CMS prepayment plan. In essence, it's like selling up a gift certificate to be redeemed in some manner against future claims. Those are all short-term ideas, but as mentioned in part two of the series, use today's experience to begin solving the long-term governance and structural problems that have come to haunt many medical groups. Let's move on to the fourth topic. Whether you're the leader of a group in crisis or of a group that is using the crisis to advance your position, the current times have very much in common with your own past. Listen in to part four. Whether you're the leader of a group in crisis or of a group that is using the crisis to advance your position, the current times have much in common with your own past, which you surmounted. Think back to when you first started in business, whether it was truly starting from zero, from the formation of a new group or a venture, whatever sort, or whether it was simply your zero point, those times were fraught with difficulties. You were likely scared, there were numerous uncertainties, and you were taking significant financial risk. But you're still here listening to me today, so the chances are that things worked out. It's essential that you don't lose track of the fact that you can harness that same resilience and draw power from those same fears to position yourself and your business for your future. The great majority of people out there, your so-called competitors and many so-called experts, are focusing only on things like CARES Act funds and driving more collections. They're among things that I've touched on on the blog and in prior episodes of Business in the Time of Coronavirus. But if that's the only message that they're giving and if that's the only message that you're hearing, then you are missing a very large part of the picture. Not only is opportunity inherent in a crisis, you yourself have already used the past equivalent of a crisis starting from the equivalent of zero and growing exponentially over a relatively very short period of time in your own past. You can harness that once again. There are many tools available to you completely free on the WeissPC.com website, from books to blog posts to podcasts and videos, all of which you can use to help evaluate your current position, set your strategy, and begin to implement. On the other hand, if all you are looking for are short-term solutions to short-term problems, you are giving up your long-term future. Someone else will be happy to take it. Last, the coronavirus crisis, in fact, any crisis, is like a magnifying glass. It shows the best and worst of your business structure and practices. Here's part five. The coronavirus crisis, in fact, any crisis, is, is like a magnifying glass. It tends to show the best and the worst of your business practices and of your business's systems, or even the, the lack thereof. Of course, it 
does no good simply to complain about the defects, the, the problems, the, the deficiencies that have come to light. Simply complaining is just whining. Taking action to correct the defects, problems, and deficiencies underlying the situation is what's needed. We can trace many of the first order problems such as cash flow being vulnerable to others' advantage, the, the inability to take decisive action, and so on, back to the point that they can be seen as symptoms of underlying group structural and governance problems. Of course, other first order problems are a result of events outside of your end, your groups, your businesses control. But even so, you're not powerless. As I've been urging for many years, you can use my process, the scenario survey process, to develop multiple scenarios of potential futures and then devise strategies to not only survive, but to thrive in as many of those futures as possible. For introductory level information on the scenario survey process, search using that term on the firm's blog, accessible from the homepage at weisspc.com. For those interested in learning even more about using that strategy tool, stay tuned to our website, weisspc.com, for the announcement of the release of an on-demand program on the scenario survey process. Hi, it's Mark Weiss again. Thank you very much for listening to this special podcast album on business in the time of coronavirus. For a plethora of other complimentary information and resources, check out our website at weisspc.com. You'll find books, podcasts, articles, and videos, all designed to help you improve your practice, your business, your future. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at markweiss at weisspc.com or by dialing 805-695-8107. In the meantime, stay well, stay strong, and stay strategic. Music